and we thank you for that. Thank you for all the time and effort that went into that, especially uh, those that also housed people. Uh, we thank you for that, and I know those groups do as well. I've been asked to say a special prayer um, for our brother Jeff Booker who will be having the heart ablation this week. And so we want to remember him as he goes through that procedure this week and pray that God will be with him and those that will be uh, administering that procedure. Also, I want to encourage you to remember all of those that there are several uh, that are suffering from the flu right now. And so we want to remember them, but also we want to encourage us to keep our hands washed and things like that uh, so that doesn't continue continue uh, to spread and so that uh, most of us can try to avoid that uh, this season. But we do want to remember those who are sick and dealing with those uh, illnesses as well. Let us go to our Heavenly Father in prayer as we begin tonight. Holy Father, Almighty God, Jehovah, we thank you so much for this weekend and for this day. Father, we thank you for all the many young people and adults that came to our town Father, to encourage one another, to study, to challenge one another in how we reach out to different types of individuals and those who, going, who are going through different situations. And Father, we thank You for all the classes and Father, for the speakers who challenge us in a, such a powerful way. Father, help us especially to remember this weekend and apply these things to our lives as well. Father, we have several of our number and um, even in the state and, Father, um, other surrounding states. Father, who are suffering from the flu. Father, it's, uh, this is a virus that can really knock you down and, Father, really make you feel awful. And, Father, we just pray that you will be with uh, uh, those individuals, especially of our number, who are dealing with this uh, virus right now. Father, we pray for them. We pray for healing, uh, for quick healing. We pray for as much comfort as possible. And, Father, we pray that you will uh, bless their bodies with, uh, with this quick healing. Father, be with their families. And, Father, we pray that you will help uh, other family members to uh, avoid getting this as well. Uh, but, Father, help their families, Father, as they uh, help their loved ones, Father, who are dealing with this. Father, we also pray, uh, as Brother Steve mentioned uh, in approaching your throne earlier, those families who have lost loved ones, we ask that you will comfort them and uh, give them peace. And, Father, bless them during this time. Father, we especially want to lift up our brother, Jeff Booker. Father, as this week he will be going in for heart ablation, Father, we just pray that, that all will go well with his procedure, that you will be with uh, those doctors and uh, those uh, going uh, leading this procedure. We pray that you will guide their hands, and Father, we pray that, that all will go well. And Father, we just pray that, um, uh, that you will bless he and Sister Martha, Father, at this time, and, and as he, they face this procedure and during the procedure and afterwards, Father. Uh, Father, we thank you for modern medicine, and we thank you for all the good things that come uh, from that, and we thank you for those individuals who have studied that. Father, I personally also want to thank, uh, thank you and thank our church family, uh, Father, for 
the prayers that were offered up uh, for our family uh, over the last week or so. Father, we are just thankful that you work in our lives and that you watch over us and take care of us. And Father, we are so thankful that you give us the church, Father, our Christian family that helps us through uh, difficult times as well. And Father, we ask your blessings on our church family here. Father, as we seek to uh, serve those in our body, and Father, as we seek to uh, help them out in different uh, times in their lives. And Father, we also pray that you will also help us to be mindful and considerate and look for opportunities uh, for those outside of our body as well to show your love. And Father, so that your kingdom can grow and uh, the cause of Christ might go further. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be here tonight. Father, we ask that you will bless our study. And Father, that uh, the rest of this day and uh, tonight, Father, you will bless us with great rest so that we can be renewed for a new week. Father, watch over us. Forgive us of all of our many sins. In Christ's holy name we, we pray. Amen. I appreciate Bradley leading that song as we think about this word, proclaim. That song was written by Fanny J. Crosby in about, uh, and published in about the year 1882. And if you saw the first verse there, she writes in that song, Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child and forever I am. No doubt, for us to be effective proclaimers of the good news of Jesus Christ, we not only must know in our minds that we have obeyed His will, but we must feel and accept that truth that we declare. And this song illustrates that. In the Old Testament, the word proclaimed has several uses of the word. Uh, it means to cry out, as the prophets did. It means to call on the one, often God, for help. It means to read aloud and to appoint or to be summoned. In the New Testament, the word proclaimed is used most solely to refer to the act of proclaiming. And we understand that. The Greek term uh, is defined as to herald. And like in a public way or public crier. Especially of divine truth. That's the gospel. Um, and it means to preach. It means to proclaim or to publish. Some various uses of this word mean to be herald. Uh, to officiate as a herald, to proclaim after the manner of a herald, always with the suggestion of the gravity and authority which must be listened and obeyed. And, and as I read that definition, I thought about some of the things that were proclaimed this weekend. And I was especially mindful of Brother Dan Chambers and what he was sharing last night. In, in reminding us... In, in, in a time, in a culture where it seems that everything is accepted and love covers all which love is important and we should love all people. But as I heard him say, people outside of Jesus Christ, they die lost. They die lost. Maybe... 
Maybe we fail to remind ourselves of that sometimes. We should love all people. We should share the love of Jesus Christ. But we also, out of love for those people, if I am lost, if I am doing something wrong, and someone loves me, I want to know. And that love that we have for Jesus Christ, for God, for His church, for His creation, we also should share that message that you do not have to remain in a lost condition. Someone has also said of this word, uh, proclaim, it means to publish, to proclaim openly something which has been done. Um, it's a public proclamation of the gospel and it matter, and, and matters pertaining to it. John the Baptist, Jesus, and the apostles, and other Christian teachers are proclaimers, were proclaimers of the good news. And that's the gospel. The primary role of those who decide to be proclaimers on a regular basis, their primary responsibility is to proclaim, to herald, to uh, foretell in a public manner the message of Christ. The word proclaim is used uh, some 70 plus times in the New Testament. 71 of those times refer to Christ proclaiming or His message, the gospel being proclaimed, especially 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5. But even in the rare event, it seems, that the word refers to another proclaimer, it is in the context of that proclaimer proclaiming Christ. Uh, I.e. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 19, Paul says, And also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly. To what, Paul? To proclaim the mystery of the gospel. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 9, he says, For you remember, brothers, our labor and toil we worked night and day, and that we might not be a burden to any of you while we proclaimed the gospel to you, the gospel of God. The one time that it doesn't refer to a proclaimer of Christ and His gospel, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 4, it refers to the man of lawlessness who proclaims himself to be God. So it's that idea of sharing, heralding, proclaiming, announcing that good news of Jesus Christ are... Something of that nature. Turn your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 1. And we want to notice, um, I'm going to read particularly from the English Standard Version because the English Standard Version in these um, Scriptures use the word proclaim. Philippians chapter 1, beginning in verse 15. Notice what Paul says here to the church at Philippi. Some indeed preach Christ... From envy. Now remember, we've already established, especially in the New Testament, that the word proclaim means preach. So some indeed preach or proclaim Christ from envy and rivalry. But others from good <coughs> excuse me, from goodwill. 
The latter do it out of love. Those are ones out of goodwill. Knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former, those who proclaim Christ from envy and rivalry, they do it out of a selfish ambition. Not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Notice what Paul says about either case. Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in that, Paul says, I rejoice. Now, he's not talking about that they, they're, they're preaching a false, false gospel or, or, or some sort of false teaching because Paul couldn't rejoice in that, could he? But they're preaching then. Some were done out of goodwill, out of sincerity. But those also preaching Christ do that for selfish ambition or selfish gain. You remember, I'm, I'm reminded of in the book of Acts, Simon the sorcerer. You remember after he was converted, he saw the work of the Holy Spirit in the apostles. Do you remember what he wanted to do because of his former life? That he practiced sorcery. And he made a living that way. That when he saw the power of the Holy Spirit through the apostles, what did he want to do? He wanted that power. So that he might get gain. And, and Peter said, pray God. Repent and pray to God that you might be forgiven. A similar thing here that I think Paul is talking about. Not a false teaching, but that Christ is being proclaimed. And Paul says, listen, it's not about what they are trying to do to me. It's not that they're trying to uh, uh, inflict uh, pain or punishment on me. He said either way, whether Christ, the truth of Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, whether that's proclaimed out of goodwill or out of selfish ambition, that doesn't matter to me. What's important is that Christ is being proclaimed. What an unselfish proclamation. Is that I rejoice that Jesus Christ is being proclaimed. That was his attitude. The key is that he rejoiced in Christ being pro proclaimed. Christ, you see, must be the center of our message. He is the proclaimed. Not us. We are the simple instruments that make the proclamation of Jesus Christ. And it's not just those who preach on a regular basis. It's those of us who are Christians that we proclaim Jesus Christ. I want you to notice also in your Bibles, Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. And I want us to notice in particularly verse 36. Mark chapter 7 and verse 36. <clears throat> and Jesus charged them... To tell no one. Remember often that Jesus would do that? 
He, he told his apostles sometimes. He would tell those people that he healed sometimes. He would say, now, don't go tell anyone. But the more he charged them, Mark says, the more zealously they proclaimed it. Even though Jesus says, now don't go tell anybody, they were zealously making this proclamation to to those people around of what Jesus had done. Of the things that they had seen and witnessed Jesus do. Of the things they had seen and heard from Jesus. They zealously proclaimed it. Proclamation of Christ is a natural result of a positive encounter with Him, someone has said. Proclamation of Christ is a natural result of a positive encounter with Him. What what, what is this person saying? That when we experience Jesus in our life, we cannot help but to tell about Him. Do you remember, I believe it was the prophet Jeremiah who, he got tired of preaching. He said, I don't want to do it anymore. He said, but God's Word is in my very bones, so much so that I can't contain it. That I can't keep it in, that it must go out from my life. Often we pray, Lord, as we go through our life, help people to see Jesus in us. Maybe in connection and in addition to that, we should say, Lord, the more we experience You, Your love, Jesus Christ in our life, help us to not be able to keep it in. To proclaim it. When we see, when we hear, when we learn of Christ and His mercy, His grace, His forgiveness, and the ability to make all things new, we cannot keep quiet about it. Like those in Acts chapter 4 and verse 20. Or we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. You see, that's for all of us who are New Testament Christians. That as we experience the love of God in our life, the grace and mercy and forgiveness and newness in Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ, we cannot help but to proclaim it. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. <clears throat> Luke 24, and we'll begin in verse 45. Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in His name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. I wonder if if Jesus were here today that He might not say, that the Christ 
should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in His name to all nations beginning in Savannah, Tennessee. Luke gives this account of the Great Commission. Both Luke and Mark's account of this command include the word proclaim. Jesus asks those individuals, as you're going through life, like we talked about last Sunday, and by the way, I want to encourage you to keep looking at Matthew 28, 18 through 20. As you go about doing that, proclaim Jesus Christ. You know, maybe that's an interesting word to put in there where in, in Matthew 28 it says preach. Maybe we should also remember the word proclaim. Proclaim Jesus through the way you live, through the way you act, through the way you deal with difficulties, through the way uh, you deal with dif- difficult people in your life. All kinds of things that come along like... Proclaim Jesus. Turn your Bibles now, if you will, to the book of Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. I want you to particularly notice verse 18. Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. Matthew quotes here from Isaiah 42 and verse 1, revealing that, the one, that one of the roles of Jesus is to proclaim justice to the Gentiles. Jesus came... And Jesus proclaimed justice. And Jesus proclaimed repentance. And Jesus proclaimed love of God. And they proclaimed that God hates sin. He proclaimed that God wants people to turn from sin to turn to Him. Two more Scriptures, if you will. Romans chapter 1. In verse 8. Romans chapter 1 and verse 8. Paul says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. Because your faith, some versions say spoken, ESV says, is proclaimed in all the world. know about you, but when you read things like that, when I read things like that, what I start thinking and asking in my mind is, could Paul say that about me? Could Paul say that about our church family? I thank you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. The way we live out our faith is a proclamation. You see, everything about us as Christians is a proclamation.
1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 26. I want you to notice what Paul says in this verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 26. Paul says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. That adds a new meaning to what we do every Sunday, doesn't it? Yes, the Bible says on the first day of the week they came together to break bread. But Paul adds something to that and says, as often as you do this, you proclaim to everyone that's around the Lord's death until He comes. You proclaim that Jesus, that you believe Jesus Christ died. That Jesus Christ rose again. And Jesus Christ will come again. You proclaim every time we take of that bread and we drink of that juice, we proclaim to those that are around, Jesus Christ saves people from their sins. Oftentimes, it is the result of our faith or the actions we live out that proclaim Christ. The old saying is, in fact, true. Actions speak louder than words. There it is. I'd lost a statement that I highlighted in yellow because I wanted to say it and I missed it. The measure of a sermon or proclamation, someone has said, is this. How long is it in your lesson or your life before Christ shows up? That's pretty powerful, isn't it? That causes me to think about that prayer. When I live my life, when I go to the store, when I, when I drive down the road, and I have to admit sometimes that's a challenge because I want to tell people my frustrations. <clears throat> How long is it before Christ shows up? in the proclamation of Him in my life. In his first interview since the birth of his son, Prince William told CNN that fatherhood has already changed him. I think that the last few weeks, he says, for me have been just a very different emotional experience. Something I have never... Something I never thought I would feel myself. And I find, again, it's only been a short period, but a lot of things affect me differently now, Prince William said. He also spoke about what it, is, what it was like to introduce George to the world in front of the hospital. And he says, I think I was on such a high anyway. And so was Catherine about George that we that really we were happy to show him off to whoever wanted to see him. 
He said, as, a, as any new parent knows, you're only too happy to show off your new child. And you know, you're na- you now proclaim that he is the best looking or the best everything. Whether you're a pauper or a future king, you love to talk about, without embarrassment, what makes you proud. May, be, may we be a people who always, through our words, and as was talked about this weekend, through our hands, through our eyes, through our lives, be a people who proclaim Jesus with such fervor, with such zealousy, as a new parent would of that of a new child. Tonight, if you're here and you're not a child of God, it's our prayer that you remember those things that that we have shared, those things that we have proclaimed, those things that we constantly proclaimed and has been proclaimed this weekend, that outside of Jesus Christ, and, and what we mean by that is outside of surrendering your life to Jesus and saying, I'm ready to give my all to Him. I want Him a part of my life. You see, without that, you're lost. And the Bible says that all people are destined for two destinations in eternity. And that's the righteous, those people who are saved, those people who are in Jesus Christ, to heaven. And those people who are lost to a devil's hell. And if you're here tonight and you're in that condition, here's what we want you to know. We love you. And so does Jesus. And we want you, like others, have done this weekend, to put on Jesus Christ in baptism and say, I want to be all in with Jesus because I want to proclaim Him and what He's done for me. Maybe you're here tonight and, oh man, there's been so many things in your life. Maybe you're carrying some heavy burdens. What better time than when you're a Christian family to say, I need your help. I need your prayers. Help me proclaim through my difficulties. Jesus. Maybe it is you're here tonight. And you're here, but maybe your heart has been away from Jesus. What better time? Because we don't know what holds, what tomorrow holds. But the reality is we know who holds tomorrow. And let's make sure we go out of these doors proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ through our lives. As together we stand and sing.